Welcome to another episode of Whitlock and the Vaughn, a fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. The first round is in the books. Mm. So long to the teams who couldn't make it along with us. We hope you'll stick with us, though. Still got plenty of good basketball ahead of us and chances to win some sweet, sweet cashola on Fanball. J.K. Vaughn is still with us. Oh, yeah. Thanks to uh, his calves making it out of the first round. I don't know if we'd have ever seen J.K. again. If, uh, <laughs> if That would have been a tough one to come up. back from, no doubt. That would have been a tough one. <sighs> Most watched game, first-round game in the NBA in 14 years. That's that's a great stat. I also I think, think that's the great. 1 o'clock start helps, too. Kind of in favor of those Sunday 1 o'clock starts. It's nice to not have to stay up until like midnight to watch NBA games. Well, it's nice, and it's also uh, it's kind of tough when humble brag you're out there running a 10k at noon on a Sunday. So it's like now I got to get up earlier. Extra... Get up earlier. No, like it was an actual race, like a 10k. Oh. Like I signed up for it, went to Simsbury, ran a 10k. Oh, the river run? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. What'd you think of that track? I've run yeah, that before. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was pretty rainy and crappy here on Sunday, so the turnout wasn't exceptional. Oh yeah, that's right. Um. Like it cleared up by the time the race started, yeah, but, but there yeah. weren't many people out. Like, it was kind of cold too yesterday. It was a little, so it was little chillier, nice. but yeah. the course itself was pretty easy, mostly pretty flat. It's flat, yeah, that's the best part about that course. Um, so yeah, it cranked out 50, 51 minutes, not not too bad. Fifty one, yikes. So, plan on got back in time for. Uh, for <laughs> oh, oh yes, my blistery. I heard somebody immediately 51. after the race. They're like, "Yeah, if you're in sub fifty, you did good." Like just talking to some stranger, <laughs> I was like, "Screw you, guy." I'm very happy with my 51 minutes, thank you. That one stung my soul. And then I like looked and saw like the guy who won it run it in like 37. I was like, dear oh, God. Oh, man. God. Dear God. 37, wow, that's pretty good. But I made it back in time to see the end of the first quarter, so you know what, it was all good. Uh, let's get right into it here. We've got four series, so we're just going to kind of talk through them on a series-by-series basis mm-hmm. in, in order of appearance this week. So starting that off is going to be Boston-Philly. Um, this is going to be a series where I don't, think you're going to glean a whole lot by looking into the regular season results both both teams have changed so much from the last time they faced off Kyrie was available for every game in these and even the addition of Ilyasova and Bellinelli makes it different for for Philly plus the growth they've gone through um we've got game one on Monday um obviously nobody's going to be hearing this until Tuesday so we'll really be focusing on their uh their Thursday matchup which could be a part of a Wednesday contest here on Fanball. Um, if Jalen Brown's still out yeah. for that, you got to take a hard look at the Boston guards for sure, right? I would um, say Marcus Smart and uh, Scary Terry Rozier. Especially Rozier, man. He finished, <clears throat> excuse me, he closed that series out really solidly on. Um, was that Friday? Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Yep. They keep uh, they took down the Bucks at home on Friday in game seven. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, second in the team in usage in that game behind Al Horford. Um, but the thing with Horford is, it's like, no, does he? He's not that guy on a game to game basis. I mean, he played a really great. He was great. In he had game a good seven. series. Had a pretty, pretty. I would say pretty good series. Yeah, good he, series, had, he yes. had a good game seven. But I mean, they're Milwaukee's a much smaller team. You just need to get physical with Horford. That's the thing. That's true. Because he's not that big of a guy. If you got Embiid, Sarge is a big, uh, wider guy. Uh, you know, Amir Johnson, uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Uh, Raquan uh, Holmes. They rebound the ball pretty well, Philly does. And whereas opposed to Milwaukee's been a bottom half rebounding team all, all, all uh, right during the regular season. So, yeah, I wouldn't expect those kind of performances from Horford against Philly. And even, I would say, even if Brown's back for game two, I, Terry, uh, 
last, let's see, for the first round, averaged 36 fan ball points yep. per game. Only needs 42 to hit five and a half times his value, so he's not far off on that average. Um, he's been doling out the assists. Uh, he's gone, what, I think like 7.3 he averaged over the last six games of that series. Um, and you look at the 76ers, they finished 20th this season in fan ball points allowed to point guards. Uh, Goran Dragic averaged 30 fan ball points per game against them in the opening round. And I think the big difference between the two there is the just the team surrounding them in the passing. Terry Rozier, like I said, averaging 7.3 assists in his last six game. Dragic only had 4.6 per yeah. game in that series. Uh, much more, uh, not even talent, it's just really the system the system around, the shooters around that, yep. that Terry Rozier has around him versus what uh Rozier finished with 51 on uh friday night 51 yeah. fan ball yeah points. he had a very very strong opening round he never was an assist shy of a double uh double double yeah. never really had any true duds um marcus smart you like him at home mm-hmm. um more minutes available obviously if jalen brown yeah, is out sure. um but he had 27 fan ball points and 29 fan ball points in the two home playoff games that he's played um that despite only scoring 14 actual points he always kind of does it the hard way uh, speaking of home, did you see Ilya Silva's comments about Miami oh, playing yes. in a half-empty building? Yes. <laughs> I saw Dwayne Wade Let's, trying to, like... What did he say? He was I like, didn't see his... I was trying to look for a response, but I didn't see it. He retweeted uh, that interview from ESPN, and he was like, forgive him, Miami, he's... He just doesn't know what he's talking about or something, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And but he's like, got... It, oh, he's got a legit point. No, for sure, yeah. Those, those the Miami fans are some of the most fair-weather in all oh, of sports. Oh, God. They're going through a rough stretch right now. Like, yeah, Dwayne, you, you saw awful. some packed houses there when it was you and Shaq or when it was you and LeBron and Bosh, but uh, as soon as that team takes the slightest downhill turn... Yeah, no, yeah, people stop showing up. Yep. <laughs> I would be curious. You don't really see it during the playoffs. I would be curious to see some of the attendance. upper shots Yeah, and some attendance of, of that first-round series against Philly. I do wonder. And especially in the regular season, yeah, I would bet. Oh you, God, you see yeah. a lot of empty. Oh, uh, for sure, you see them down even and, in the down near the court side. They're empty, and I get it. You see that around the league for for teams who are average to below average. Like uh, my Pistons, for instance, uh, didn't come close to selling out a brand new arena once this season. So, I get it. It's part of it's just the league, but but that was pretty funny. I did see that. Oh, that's um, good comment. But I kind of like Smart more than sorry getting back on track here. I like Smart a little bit more than Bellinelli or Redick on the other side of the ball. Um, I just think his game will translate a little bit better, especially in Boston. Maybe going back to Philly, I I changed my feelings and after I've seen a couple games. But you know he's going to play this gritty. Sir, he's going to fight for some rebounds. He'll probably get a steal or two, maybe a block. Um, he'll dish out five six assists. Those are things I feel comfortable that Marcus Smart can get to get up to that twenty seven. Riddick and Bellinelli in this series. I mean, Boston's tough. Very yeah, tough yeah. defensively. They're really tough defensively, yeah. Uh, you know, best in the league during the regular season. Uh, held opposing shooting guards to 37% shooting from the field. That's best in the league. Uh, you know, they're both guys who can get their shots off very quickly. Uh, hand in the face that they can still hit shots, but I do wonder how... Yeah, they're just a much more superior defensively team than Miami is. Exactly. Yes. Especially defending that fewer open defending looks, that three line. Yep. Um, and plus, Smart's going to see more minutes with Brown out, and you know Reddick and Bellinelli kind of split. They split it pretty evenly, right? They're right yeah, around they twenty have, to twenty four per. Yep. Uh, so you would expect Smart to see a way uptick in minutes if Brown is to miss game one or excuse excuse me game two. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there. I like Marcus Smart more at home. 
with if Brown's out. Uh, what if Brown's? What if Brown plays? I'm a little less bullish on Smart. Yeah. But still would. But still would roster him. Still because even ro- even with a, a hobbled Smart or excuse me hobbled Brown, Smart had 27 in that game seven against Milwaukee. Yeah, and I guess it also five points, four rebounds, six six. Yeah, I know Jalen only just, played like thirteen or fifteen minutes or something like that in that game. Was it that few? Yeah, I thought it was the second half. No, no, it was the first half. You're right. Yeah. It was the first half. He went down early. Yeah, it was the first half. Um, yeah, I definitely. You're right. Less bullish on Smart if Brown plays. Also, depending upon does he come back with a minutes restriction? Yeah, well, what are the tough, factors yeah. there? Uh, Hamstrings are tough. Got to manage those. Very any, tough anybody manager. else on the Celtics? You're really. I'm off Ojale no. at this point. Yep. He's no, on the court done. just for defense. It's uh, just not worth Marcus it. Morris, probably not. I think him and Elias over a pretty tough matchup. No. I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't been crazy about what he's done. I don't lately. really like their bench. Like, who's the South? They don't have a ton of bench bench depth. Morris would be the only guy I could center. Yeah, maybe. he's really the only other one. And he kind of had a rough series. And I would, you know, for maybe for game one, which doesn't matter for the listeners here, I would maybe consider Horford. But past that, yeah. Uh, I, I just don't love this series for him. Going to the other side of the ball, I'm fading Embiid uh, at the yeah. very least in game one. Uh, Celtics number one defense in the regular season against centers uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed. Uh, Embiid still hasn't topped 45 fan ball points since returning from his orbital fracture. Uh, still, need, needs 54 to hit five times. Yeah, still, <laughs> still playing with that face mask. Apparently he's trying to get rid of that soon, but um, that's definitely affecting his game. I mean, it's got to be a pain in the ass to play with that thing on. So it's I mean Boston just they're tough across the board. I looked at it. They, they rank top ten in, in every single position in fantasy points allowed. The two they were worst at, however, small forward and power forward. Do you try to target that at all? Do you try to go with that? Covington. Covington can get small hot. Forward. Uh, what do you think about what do you think between uh, between Dario Saric and Ersan Ilyasova? Saric at fifty eight, Ilyasova at fifty two. I'd probably go Ilyasova. I, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Is that honestly that six hundred dollars is worth it to me? They've they've been kind of they they limit each other's ceiling because yes. they've more or less been splitting minutes kind of dead evenly since Embiid came back. Since Embiid came back, yep. And neither they're both hovering around twenty twenty to twenty five. Yeah, in that area. the mid to high twenties. One of them can get over thirty, 30. if they're having a yeah. hot night. Yeah, you know the uh, they will adjust a little bit. But yeah. yeah, I would almost lean towards just taking that little bit of a discount. And give me Ilyasova, um, which I think could be a decent play. Cause I'm trying to think of how Boston is going to going to match up with those those bigs who can step out and shoot for for Philly, and how they how they align themselves with Embiid. Do they start? Do they start? Because who do you who do you want if you're Boston covering Embiid? You want Baines. Baines, and then leave Horford out on. Sorry, yeah. it's really Sova. Yeah, and then and then maybe Tatum. Tatum could, I guess, and in theory, maybe Ojale. Yep. Um, Ojale could probably take yeah Ojale off the bench against Ilyasova. Yeah, step out on one yeah. of those guys. I'm not bullish on this series. I mean, you look at the yeah, look at the scoring totals. What are they? Yeah, I mean, Philly got held below 103 of the four games that they played. Uh, Boston wasn't particularly they had impressive. One. They had a 169 total, 89 to yeah. 80. Yeah. Goodness gracious. And then, and that's with Kyrie played in all of those games. So for if you're Boston, God. I think yeah. their scores comes down to This kind of is like that uh, Spurs-Warriors series. Yeah, where a little it just bit. Was like, you know, slow tempo, not as much 
Because then yeah, Simmons is the other scoring, one. Uh, Simmons no, at twelve thousand, way too much. Twelve, so expensive. Yeah. His regular season numbers. I know he's come on. He had you know great first round against the Heat. Yeah, he's come yeah. on strong, but regular season against Boston, 36, 43, 31, 24 fan ball points. Uh, not impressive. And and Marcus Smart, you got to think is going to probably probably get uh, spend some time on him, right? Yes, absolutely. And he's tough defensively. He's really tough. He's, he's a bulldog annoying. defensively. He's yeah. frustrating, too. Oh, yeah. He'll flop. He'll, he'll get he'll, some charges. Yep, he'll definitely be trying to get into the head of Ben Simmons, yeah. That'll be a great matchup to watch just from a entertainment standpoint. I expect it to be a great series to watch just from a basketball standpoint, yeah. but it's not. It's not attractive gonna, fantasy. It's going to be one of the no. lower scoring. I think this yeah. is one where you – I certainly wouldn't game stack on this. I would be look at it as a more – Grab a guy or two that you feel strongly about. Scary Terry is that for me, really, in this series, um, and especially while Brown is out. Yeah. And everybody else is I'm very on the fence about. Uh, moving on to Cleveland and Toronto, oh, yeah. JK's boys here. Um, this one, this one's kind of nice. The last two matchups of the season were within, like, the last two to three weeks of the regular season uh, between these two, so you get a little bit of uh, information both there. both too. Both winners for Cleveland, a 132-129 contest and a 112-106. So again, a little bit more offense in these. Um, what do you? L- let me uh, let me kick it to you first, J.K. What do you? What are your initial thoughts, just off the cuff, on on this series from a fantasy perspective? Uh, from the Cavs side, value. My first thought was T.T. Tristan Thompson, double T, T top. Uh, homecoming game. Grew up right outside of Toronto, and uh, Thompson has. Even when he's at home, he hasn't had he hasn't gotten the support in the stands that he's used to. Yeah, due to his uh, off the court tumultuous time for him off the court off right now. Off the court uh, scandal, if you want to call it that, or even that, whatever off the court shenanigans. Uh, but he was fantastic in that game seven. He's averaged he had a double double to go on thirty five fan ball points, well above his value, and he's in his career he's gone he's averaging nine points and nine rebounds against Toronto. I like that. I like those numbers. He, for he played well on defense too. I know he switched on the on the smaller guys. He was he didn't let Turner bullet push him around. He brought a really certain energy, and his legs are the freshest of anyone in that group. I was gonna say you ready for this? This is a hot take, but uh, I don't know if Cleveland wins that game without Tristan Thompson. That's uh, probably you're probably right. He played I'm, a hell of a how game. many offensive rebounds did he have too? Six, four. I, seriously, I, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. Is on the offensive glass where he extended possessions. I mean, that fifteen. And then it 10, opens it, when he starts. When he starts to box out, people look at him, and then it opens up lanes for other guys if they crash. And I know he should have the energy, but he did play with phenomenal energy yeah. on Sunday. No, I would no. I, that's not a hot take. I would agree that without Tristan Thompson playing the way he did, like obviously it's on LeBron's back. Like he yeah. carried them the whole series. And he, he <laughs> for some reason, uh, he he was making shots in the paint that. That love was just not making. I mean, he was his confidence just looked shot in the paint. He he hit some threes and some long twos. Yeah, uh, in game seven, that kind of looked like he found his shooting form. But anything inside the paint where he had a body on him or even a tip in off the rebound, he had one tip in That's, from the left side that he had so much force on it. Like, it came off the glass so hard, it didn't hit the rim, and I was like, what is he doing? That's There's no touch. Two games in a row where he's missed a point-blank easy yeah, tip-in. Yeah, hook shot through like... the middle of the paint he missed. He missed a bunch of tip-ins. I know some of them are just bad rolls, but he just, inside the paint, 10 feet and in, he hasn't looked right, but he hit some big threes down the stretch, some long twos. He did. He was four for eight from three in the game, which yeah. is a little bit encouraging, at yeah. least. Um, and he's had success against uh, uh, Toronto in the past, too, and I think that's 
And I think that's just the whole mentality. That's why everyone's down on the Cavs here, which rightfully so. But they were 1-3 against Indiana in the regular season. They hadn't played well against Indiana at all. Well, Indiana, Indiana has a tough. ton of speed. Yeah, Collison, Oladipo. I mean, speed kills. That's, yeah. that's hard for a team like the Cavs. Toronto does not have that same No, that they don't have that top-end elite does. speed. Uh, and tr- I think Cleveland, there is a mental edge there that they have over Toronto. I mean, even in the regular season, dating back to the postseasons of past, including the last two postseasons, uh, there's a mental edge that Cleveland has. It's, and I think they still have it, even though Toronto is the heavy favorite. I think that'll leave a motivate the Cavs more, and B, I just still think there's a mental advantage there with against Toronto. I think it's hard to guess, disagree with that given but the track record. Loves at eight thousand two hundred. I think he could be a good contrarian. Play. I think he could be. He, obviously, he had forty two and forty eight. Forty two and forty eight in those Three last ball two points, games. The last two matchups against Toronto. Okay, in those in those wins. Again, like there's there's really not a what ton on the court that makes me say like, wow, I love how he's playing coming into this. Yeah, but. Needs 45. Okay, so he's right there. Yeah, so he's right yeah. there in those two matchups. Three mm-hmm. short, I can certainly live with three over. I mean, he's he's right there. And and here's the thing. I, I saw the stat online. LeBron accounted for 36% of the Cavs' total points, 45% of their total assists, 26% of their rebounds, 22% of their steals, 28% of their blocks in round one. That can't continue. No. If, if, if Cleveland is going to beat Toronto, it can't be it's just a, LeBron. Oh, yeah. He's going to need help. a full team effort, yep. And he's especially – somebody's going to have to step up, I have to believe, and be that number two, whether it winds up being George Hill or, Kyle, or some combination of Kyle Corver Quarter, and those guards. I think it's got to be Kevin Love. And all it takes is to see a few going in, get a couple inside. I yep. do. Here's the thing I, w- I was thinking about in this series, though, is is how does does Toronto match up? Let, let's assume that Tristan Thompson does start because I think Ty Lue would be crazy at this point not to, not to roll with that starting lineup at least one more game. Um, so that TT plays at the five. Yeah, Love goes Love back to his natural four. position at the four. LeBron goes to the three. Who, if you're Toronto, are you throwing on Love there? Hey, probably got to be a Bakker. Right? As I think it's got to be a Bakker yeah. because your standard, you would say Valanciunas is of course going to go up against TT. And but see that and a Nubay would yeah. be going against Anube LeBron. Going to LeBron. But I that's think a that's a huge mistake. Yeah. A rookie that's just. I think you have to go with the Baca. But that could favor Love, too, because I remember actually in that one, I think it was the one twelve one oh six game, LeBron, Ibaka has a tendency to leak inside towards the paint. Like, he loves to get those blocks. And I think it was it was that one twelve one oh six game. LeBron drove down the paint. Love was in the right corner. He drove and he saw, he was like, if I'm, he said in the post game, I was thinking if I know Ibaka likes to come to the hoop, I'm gonna drive it. If he does come, I'm kicking it to Kevin Love, and I think that I think that's where they're they're gonna expose Ibaka is, is that he loves to hang around the rim like that. Well, Love is just gonna to have to stroke it from three, like he did in that game seven. And I'm glad you bring that up because I was looking up some numbers. Cleveland was one of the best teams in the corner three all season. Yeah. And so what Toronto they're gonna to have the decision to make that the same decision Indiana had to make is what do you do on the LeBron? I mean. Indiana, for the most part, did not bring the help on LeBron. No. For the most part, no. they decided... Especially we'll, in the post, too. We'll let LeBron beat us, and they didn't give a lot of looks to Cleveland's outside shooters for the most part. That was what they decided to live with. How does Toronto decide yeah. to defend that? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, because that'll have a huge... Because I, I When think, he was in the post, no one can stop him for Indiana. Not Lance, not Bogdanovich, especially in that Game 7. I mean, I would how many points... 
did he have in the paint there? That was it was just an insane. Oh, it was absurd. And and Cleveland was the number one team in the regular season in terms of field goal percentage uh, at the rim. So yeah, uh, they're very good there. LeBron is very good there. Uh, part of it was how Indiana was defending them. Part of it was just the way the series broke down and how the Cavs yeah. were playing. But I certainly think this could be a series where we see it swing back a little bit, where LeBron is still great, but LeBron is great because he's dishing out assists, getting yeah. rebounds, and he's getting a little bit more help from that supporting cast, especially shooting from deep. For sure. Um, which brings us, I, th- I think this could be a great source of value, uh, this this matchup throughout. You've got, on both sides, George Hill, uh, who is at shooting guard on Fanball. Not yes. really sure what's going on there, but this actually could be a boon for you because there's some other good value options at point guard. Um he, I don't know. Do you have any idea why he didn't play in the first half of that game? He just had the back injury. I don't know. And they just felt like I guess, had to yeah. have him for the second. It was weird. But played 19 of the final 24 minutes. Uh, what did he score? I think he. I just think. Well, here's the thing: is that if you roll with that same starting lineup, where does Hill fit in there? They went LeBron, unless they. That's right, because he rolled at point guard to start. Yeah, the they, game. LeBron started. Then you went. They went Jr. Did they go Corver? Love TT, or do they go Jeff Green? Uh, I I missed the I start think of the game. So I don't know. I think they went Corver. So what you get if let's say you brought back George Hill? You what? I wouldn't mind would, going to George Hill, Jr. LeBron, Love TT to start the game. Okay. So I mean we're Corver just purely come, speculating. Corver at that time. would come off the bench. Corver coming off the bench. Okay. Yep, he's probably my first one off the bench. Um, but even if George Hill isn't starting, I mean, like I said. Played 19 of the final 24 minutes. He played some key minutes. Had 25 fan ball points in those 19 minutes. And I love how aggressive. He's one oh, of the few, he was great. few guys I felt like that entire series of the rest of the Cleveland team who was aggressive and would actively look for their own shot. He's only one for three from the field, but uh, so they went shot Le- 11 free throws. Sorry, which... they went LeBron Smith, Corver, Love, Tristan on Sunday. Just looked it up. Okay. So then Hill would probably, yeah, you're right. Hill would, would take over for Corver, I would say. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah, it's something to think about. But if, I, I like at forty two hundred. I would roll with George Hill either way. I think he's he had a really, really high catch and shoot three uh, three point percentage during the regular season. I think he was right around high thirties or low forties, like forty forty two percent. Because that's the other but thing in is, the playoffs. He didn't hit. He you know well he only. He was kind of banged up, but he didn't hit too many threes in the Indiana series. Toronto is incredibly deep, so maybe they do want they keep George Hill coming off the bench to help him lead the second unit because you can't let that um, bench mob for Toronto no, come in and kill no, you no, either. No, no. Um, like him a lot, uh, Fred Van Vliet on the other side. The extra days have to help him, you think, right? Oh, absolutely. Extra days of rest. Uh, and he looked really solid in that game six. They've had um, Saturday, Sunday. They've had they'll have three days off. They had Saturday off, Sunday off, Monday off. Which I think is in his benefit. He's only at thirty four hundred right now. So if he hits twenty fan ball points, that's six times his value. Um, he's the he's really the leader of that bench mob for the Raptors. Um, last two matchups with the Cavs, he had twenty three and twenty nine fan ball points. Or excuse me, twenty three and twenty nine minutes, going for twenty two and thirty fan ball points. That's solid value at this price. I think his price will only go up from here. Get this while you can. Um, J.K., you had a, you had a Toronto bit, a little Jakob Potal? Yeah. Oh. He's had, I'm watching them play because most of these uh, Raptors-Cavs games are on national TV. Uh, he had one dud against them, but he he had 35 and 32 and a half fan ball points in the other two games. The, the dud came early, that early early one, 133-199. Not the not the uh, the the games that happened two to four weeks from the regular the end of the regular season. Yep, and you know he's been a solid, very 
very close to hitting punt level play the last three games yes. here in the playoffs. Absolutely, He's yeah. Been he hasn't right on the cusp. T- like he, uh, he played. Let me see. Uh, I have the notes down. Uh, he played at least twenty four minutes. At least 20 minutes in both of those games where he had 35 and 32 and a half handball points. But he only, his biggest minutes against Washington were 24, and he only did that once. So he didn't yeah, see he, above 20 much in that Washington series. But I think that's just part of Washington's. Who's the biggest? I mean, Mike Scott, they had the big man. You know, they weren't playing. Uh, that's uh, part of it. He who's, also, who's the big guy they had? They opened Mahini. Mahini, yeah, well, he they didn't play much. They weren't playing him at all, so it really kind of eliminates the the Potal's role. But with you got Tristan Thompson, they're going to bring in Nance. You know, Cleveland's going to bring in Nance and Love. Um, I think there is room for Potal to to be in here and contribute more in this series than he did against Washington. And again, I think it just goes back to certain teams match up better, or certain players have better matchups for certain teams. Yeah, and I think Potal having he's had a double double against the Cavs, and he's had uh, like seventeen points, eight rebounds was the other performance he had i think that does give him a little bit of confidence knowing that he's had success against them personally against the Cavs. question for he, him to me is can he stay out of foul trouble that's true and that he's a he's is he a rookie or second year he's second young year. second year. so it's like does i feel like in this series Dwayne casey may lean on his vets more i mean outside of van vliet i think he may lean on his vets more in this series just because you know they're trying to get over that hurdle but maybe he feels like the young guys can provide, can provide energy they're going to go 10 deep in this. I mean, they can go so? as deep as 12. Oh, I absolutely think so. They'll go 10 deep in this series. Okay. Consistently game in and game out. They could go as deep as 12. Okay. I, but I, 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 I think, I, no, I think they go 10. 10 is the max for them, I think. You don't want to start messing around. I don't think they want to go any deeper than 10, but yeah. I think it could happen. Okay. But I think you'll consistently okay. see 10 deep. But yeah, Portals, what is it, 3800 right now, $3,800, not a bad pump. Play. I had the same thought. I had the same thought. I do really like Jonas Valanciunas at 5300 yeah. Friggin' hyper, hyper efficient against the Cavs, and I don't think he'll have to be quite as much so in the playoffs. In the regular season, 19 minutes, he turned in 18 rebounds, 15 points, 41 fan ball points. Next game, 20 minutes. 8 rebounds, 15 points, 30 fan ball points. Last time, 22 minutes, 10 points, 17 boards, 33 fan ball Oof. points. Incredible. He's been, yeah. But he's been getting, he's played 30 minutes plus in the last two games uh, against Washington in that Didn't, series. Both wins, started playing in the, Dwayne Casey finally started giving yeah. him some minutes in the fourth quarter, which was huge, and he played really well in those minutes. Yep. I, I, do you think that continues against Cleveland? I really do. Uh, especially, Hasn't especially, cracked 25 in three games against them. Especially if, Cleveland opts to to roll out TT to go big. Um, that could yeah, the, but it, you gotta love him at it. Yeah, five thousand three hundred dollars for sure. Especially early love on the series, you gotta you gotta pay attention obviously to how the the ebbs and the flows of the series go. But to start this thing out, I really like him. Um, guy who doesn't get a ton of love often on this podcast. I think Kyle Lowry could have a little. We talked about this a little before the show. I, out of both between Lowry and DeRozan, I like Lowry the more. I I completely agree. I. It's going to be partially about a shooting shot 55% from the arc in the final four games against uh, Washington. Uh, Cavs gave up a lot of open looks from three in the opening round. They didn't all go down for Indiana. Shot pretty well, but... Um, Game six, yeah. No Kyrie for uh, Lowry to have to deal with on like last year. Yep. No John Wall like in the first round. Yep. He should have a little more uh, energy to expend on the offensive end. Um, I'm not like... I'm not I'm not quite like must roster, but I mean you look at Lowry's consistency, forty two or forty three fan ball points in four of his last five games. The only game where he didn't hit that, he had thirty nine, wasn't far off. 
he's been he's been really strong, and I think this could be a good series for him. Unlike DeRozan, who at this point it looks like he needs to score thirty in order to hit his value. Those have been the he's, yeah he he scored thirty mind you three times in the opening round, but, but those are the only three times that he approached. His he value. hasn't filled up a statue like you know rebounds assists. He hasn't quite nope. quite done that like he usually is. And do you think do you think LeBron gets put on DeRozan at all? Do you think that happens? Or, or do you think that they just let LeBron kind of rest on the defensive end, stick I think him they on? They let him rest. I well, let's see how he does. I think I'd stick Jr. on him first. Jr. did pretty. I mean, it's tough to stay in front of Oladipo, but I thought he did a pretty good job for the most part. I mean, given that he was given an almost impossible task. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he did the best that he possibly could. You know what I mean? I think but I thought fair. he did. He made some. I I no, I'd give Jr. that assignment. Okay. Just I, to start off and you know see what happens. Especially yeah, because yeah. during because then. Uh, in that game seven, he had LeBron and Collison. That's right. I think they really shut him down for the most part. So I think maybe maybe they do in spots. I guess they probably they could, could rotate him. But I think to start the game off, I I put LeBron, especially coming off game seven, where well, just the crazy minutes he played in that I first round. Say, you got to find some off, place to get whatever him the rest. first half spread is. I'd take the Toronto. <laughs> Toronto. Uh, coming off that crazy game where he only sat for a couple minutes in the third and the fourth. You know, one day, they're gonna have one day rest. Yeah, for Tuesday, I'm definitely I'm gonna fade LeBron for that game one. I just yeah, it's gonna I, be tough. I just feel like it's a tough turnaround, emotional series. It's gonna be at, at Toronto, huge yeah, toll be for a him. Jacked up crowd. Drake will be on the sidelines, so maybe that encourages him. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe it gives him a fresh. Maybe Drake is the maybe Drake just pumps up LeBron. And he starts <laughs> talking smack and gets him going. <laughs> then he just goes off and just buries him. It could be. Because what is it? Every time Toronto loses game one, they're like they lose the series, right? There's some stat out there where it's like every time Toronto... Well, Toronto almost always loses game one, so I don't think that can be it. Against the Cavs, maybe. This was like... They this, didn't lose game one against the... The Wizards, they didn't know, but that was like the first time they won a game one of a series dating back to... Uh, I, I can't even remember when. It was something ridiculous where they okay, on, they hadn't on. won a game one. Going back to 2002 playoffs, the Raptors had lost 10 consecutive game ones. There you go. Including seven since 2014 with Dwayne Casey as coach and Lowry and DeRozan as top players. So they're 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 going against history here. So maybe you should. I'm I'm staying away from LeBron at 1300 on Tuesday. I, it's I'm too siding much. with you on that one too. S- sticking away from the 1300 for LeBron. Staying away from the 12-2 Simmons. Not about that life. Let's move on to to the series that have already gotten underway here. First, we've got Golden Oof. State and New Orleans. Uh, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. So we I think we just we touched on it earlier. It's all about the matchups because we didn't. We weren't really. I was fading. I don't think I played one single top end Warriors player. I didn't play Kevin Durant. I didn't play uh, Draymond yeah. Green. I didn't play Clay. And then no. San Antonio Spurs because the pace was less than a hundred. It was like ninety seven. It was very ninety five. What was the the pace in the first game one? Was like one hundred six. Yeah. It was just shy of one hundred six in the Pelicans and uh, Warriors game one. And yep. the game two over unders two twenty seven. Highest of, highest of the games we got to start out. All the over unders for this games for however many games it go, they'll be the highest for yes. the second round. For yep. the second round, absolutely for sure. And for that reason, I think it's the game that we probably target the most. You target the high end. Uh, I love Draymond. Oh, triple double game one. My goodness. I mean, his last three against New Orleans, you got. I mean, he's just stuffing the stat sheet. Nine rebounds, seven assists, two block, four steals, nineteen points. Good for fifty-two fan ball points. The next go around, ten rebounds, nine assists, a steal, eleven points, forty-one fan ball points, and then of course the massive game one where he goes for a triple double, racks up sixty-seven fan ball points. Draymond, his last three playoff games now, has had at least 15 rebounds in every game, scoring 47, 53, and, of course, again, the aforementioned 67 fan ball points. 
he's on fire. And what I really love is that even if Steph is available, even if he has no minutes restriction played on Tuesday, I don't think his return, I think least of anybody, yeah. it affects Draymond. And just because of it affects his, Draymond or the least of all. Okay, yes. Draymond. No, I agree with you 100%. Yes. Because of his just how he, like, that's just what his, his game, game is. Yeah. His game doesn't really correlate with Curry's. No, he's not scoring a ton anyway. Yeah. And if anything, Curry creates more open shots for Draymond because, I mean, if you're New Orleans, you have to say somebody beat us. I'd rather it be Draymond than yes. Steph, Clay, yeah. or yeah. KD. Yeah, 100%. So he's, yeah, I think Clay's value takes a hit with Curry's when Curry comes back. Yes, I agree. But Draymond is an absolute lock for me yep. uh, on this Tuesday. Totally agree. Tuesday slate. Um, I got uh, Kevin Looney. He played. Devon Looney, power forward, played 3,700. Uh, played at least, tw- he played 24 minutes, leading the bench unit, had 19 fan ball points. He needs 20 at 3,700, so he fell one shy. Uh, but he had a plus, I know this doesn't really affect the fantasy stats, but he had a plus 34. Well, it's good in for him game. in terms of Kerr continuing to roll him out for big minutes. Exactly. Plus 34 that led the all Warriors, including starters. So that just tells you his level of play in game one was outstanding. And his defense against Davis was great. He'll, he held Davis. Davis had a double-double, but he held them to 9 of 20 shooting. He played. I, I'm expecting that same minute mark, right around that 25-minute mark. I really like him in this game, $3,700. I'm with you there. Great value, especially on because I think we're both in the camp. We've, we've once again, like we said, we flopped from, from completely being against KD in that opening series to I'm all about getting KD into a lineup right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. $11,800 for sure. And I, I feel pretty strongly about it whether, again, I'm not really that worried about Steph coming back. and No. There's bound to be rust. And I don't buy Kerr's BS of no minutes restriction. I mean, the end, we all know what the end goal is for you're going to run him out there for 35 minutes in his first game back. You're not doing that. Yeah, in a game. You're not doing that. That you just won the first Yeah, you just won the first game. The first game, game so it's not, yeah, exactly. You're not doing that. I don't buy Kerr's. I think he's just trying to say that to get to uh, make sure everyone's, you know, keep everyone on alert. I don't know. He's just playing mind games here. I don't buy that. I think he plays 25 minutes tops in game two. Tops. I think they'll be very careful. And I think. I think it will be just a very much a testing of the waters for Curry. Uh, I don't think he's going to come out and just torch uh, the Pelicans. I feel for like we've said points. this before, though, and he comes out and shoots forty. Yeah, he'll yeah he'll come out eleven assists, forty points. I think we've been here two before steals. this year where it's like, oh, he had the quad or whatever it was, and the hand, and then it's like, oh yeah, forty points, yeah, eight to twelve assists. You're like, god damn. He's maybe the greatest shooter of all time. So I mean, if he's going to do it to you, he's going to do it to you. Uh, fading Drew Holiday. All series. Yeah, I'm with Clay's, you. Clay's just too good defensive. I think too you, good of a defender. I think you can work Rondo in. I know yeah, it wasn't, double digit wasn't assist. great. He had 39 again, though. He's right there, right around the same. He's $200 more than Lowry. Lowry's okay. 88. He's at 9,000 right now. Is there anyone really? Mirotic had a bad game one. He had. I, I'm, I'm willing to go back to the well on Anthony Davis. He had a rough yeah. game one. I... Given Does, his history, both playoff and otherwise, against uh, Golden State, I think he's capable of still having a so monster So Mirotic is – I mean, sorry, Davis. How would you rank? I'm I'm going – I'm thinking – right now I have Davis in my lineup because right now for just for this game one uh, – or for, excuse me, for Tuesday slate, I'm fading LeBron. I'm fading Simmons. I'm going to go with Davis. He's my going to be my big dollar guy. Okay. So how would you rank Davis, Rondo, Holiday, and Mirotic, one through four of – playing them at, uh, in contest well and for game two for game two uh uh i'd go let's see hold on i'd go so holidays won. holidays dead last davis one i'd go nico behind him rondo uh, two 
Here's the thing, though, is that I'm thinking hard about. I've got Davis in right now, but here's the thing I'm I'm waffling on is I think you could highly consider fading all three 12,000 guys and building a really solid lineup, Okay, getting guys guys like Lowry. You could go maybe a KD at 11-8 um, of trying to get uh, – who's the other guy I was really looking at pretty hard? Sorry, hold on. Dr- Draymond Green, 9-1. Draymond Green at 9-1. Um, uh, I think Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant. Oh, and Bede, 10-8? No. Donovan Mitchell, no. No, I'm not touching Mitchell no. either. Um, so I I think you could go either way. Curry at 10? Was that the other one you were waffling on? No. I'm not personally. I don't hate that choice because uh, there will be probably a large camp of people like me who say, oh, I'm not going to play Curry in that yeah. first game back. So you could hit a low ownership at 10K, which might actually wind up being low for where he gets to, but saying to me that he needs 50 fanball points in his first game back is just a lot to me. Um, Same here. It's not that he couldn't, but, you know, the Pelicans do have pretty good defensive guards. Yep. Uh, first game back after nearly two months out. I, Davis is the one 12K guy on this Tuesday, just for the Tuesday Tuesday slate that I'm that I'm feeling out. Um Let's go to the last series. Last series. Houston, Utah. Houston, Utah. Boy, Man, oh boy. No Rubio for Utah is a killer. It didn't look good for them coming in even with Ricky Rubio. It looks even worse now uh, that they don't. Yeah. I it mean, would have been more exciting with Rubio. I agree, but, I mean, Houston swept the season series. They won every game by double digits. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see how Utah possibly I, – I don't know how they win a game, frankly, if Rubio's out for the remainder of the series. That's going to be very, very tough to do that. Yeah. Short of just a brutal Harden game or yeah. something like that, which yeah. is possible. Um, you like Harden or Paul? Well, no you know, double doubles for either of those guys. I was looking at it's it's really difficult because Harden Houston is a slower paced team. Harden had a great game one, right? I mean, yeah. sixty three and a half fan ball points. You'll take that. But prior to that, his three games with CP three in the lineup, fifty five, forty eight, forty three fan ball points. Does any of that really move the needle? He had the eighty four the first game of the season, but that was without CP three in yeah, the lineup against with, Utah. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I mean, he still he had sixty three and a half fan ball points in game one. Yeah, that's minus, still six below it. his value. I'll I'll take it though. At this point in the playoffs, with where we're at, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm willing it. to I'm willing to to say that's all right. Uh, CP3, he had a 58 and a 57 point performance against the Jazz in the regular season. Uh, one triple double. His last two have both been 39 on the nose. I would have <sighs> thought without Rubio, he would have had had better better six. Excuse me. He would have had better success in game one. It just, he's really, he's taken that passenger role though. And and that's not in any disrespectful way. It's just, he's letting Harden drive the ship. And that's really been the story for their entire playoff run so far. Um, He's had the 150 point game uh, in the playoffs against Minnesota, but really in terms of the shot attempts, the assists, even it's been Harden. Yeah. Um, So if I'm going to take a shot on one of those, I'm going to fade CP3 and and give me Harden. Um, and I certainly think he's capable against this lineup. Uh, but other than that, I really, I don't love Houston. Period. Here, Capella yeah. at eight eight is too high for me. If he comes down a little bit. If he comes down, he, he might needs, come back. He might come down in game two. Yeah, he, he very fell well ten could. points shy of his value. I think he may come down a few. Um, I would think this will be part of the. This game is played on Wednesday, but since it's the only Wednesday game, it will be comboed with the Thursday contest. So that's the other problem that works against it to me is this is going to be this will be tied in with three games so you'll have options if capella doesn't come down gordon at five six he had a terrible game one yeah uh and then it's just like this kind of you know whether you're talking trevor ariza at four eight gerald green four two uh ryan anderson at four thousand pj tucker at 36 
it just feels like such a roll Lukumba, of the dice. Mute came back, Lukumba, right? Mute played a decent amount of minutes. Yeah. Uh, but it just feels like one of the, like P.J. Tucker, uh, shot well from three, had 24 and a half fan ball points in game one. That could be anybody, though. Yeah, like, you're right. That could be Trevor Ariza. That could be yeah. Gerald Green. That could be Ryan. I mean, Gerald Green played one one minute. I know. That's weird. Like, And he had a nice nice first round. Oh, yeah. And so it's their their value options to me are just when there's too risky. When it when it feels like there's some pretty nice ones in the other three series, I, yeah, I feel no, no I need to force it here. It's either top end for Houston or nothing really. Um, Utah conversely because yes. of their injury situation, uh, J.K. and I kind of have we have two different out. You've got Alec Burke. Yeah. Um. Uh. <clears throat> you logged 17 minutes. He attempted nine shots. So nine, nine shots in 17 minutes, is a, that's a pretty solid clip. Yeah, you like that. Only made two of them. Um, he fell short of his value by two fan ball points. But uh, if he can shoot it better in game two, that's not a bad that's not a bad value play. He's at $4,100 right now. And that's it. I would almost go with him over my guy was Royce O'Neal, who entered the starting lineup, played 29 minutes. But he's just not an offensive player, really. Yeah. He he's just not, does everything else really well. He's on the court for his defense, yeah. And that yeah. was his thing in game one. He had... Three rebounds, four steals, four assists. Only scored four points. That's twenty-one fan ball points the hard way for sure. Um, I would almost rather a guy who's going to shoot the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, Royce is not on the not on the floor for his offense, but he's only thirty-six hundred. So if you are looking for a, a real cheap option, it, as long as the other thing I would pay attention to is whether Quinn Snyder meddles with his starting lineup yeah, again. That's no given that O'Neal is in the starting lineup. He might have to. Um, but Jay Crowder, I don't know if he stays at 5,000 kind of seems hard to believe, but if he does, I really like him at that price. He's That's been going off 2,200 cheaper than Ingles. And he's bringing basically the same thing, 43 and 32 fan ball points in two of his last three outings, both of those losses for the jazz. So yeah, I know. You, you don't want Jay Crowder to be if that Jay big Crowder's of a scoring right option. Points, it's not a could be doomsday for Utah. You got problems, but you know Houston is going to do everything they can to make sure that Donovan Mitchell isn't the one beating them single-handedly. That's going to mean open shots for somebody else on this team. Yeah. Uh, and the, I think Houston just lives with Crowder shooting the ball, but it could lead to some decent fan ball performances. I agree. Um, anybody else from this series? Not really. I'd, no. Yeah, Utah, I'm, I'm sorry, but I I don't love Rudy right now. And nope. Looking back the to this. pretty good. Because this is the nice thing about this series is – Really nothing has changed for either, other than obviously Ricky being out now. These teams are the same. You can go back and look at their regular season matchups yep. and really top to bottom. Been, nothing hasn't been many high-score games, yeah. Has changed. Uh, they've been decidedly, decidedly all won by Houston. Rudy Gobert's season numbers are rough. Um, Joe Ingles, I, I would much rather just have Crowder at this point. I don't – for, for 2,000 yeah. more, the output just isn't there nope. to me. Um, God, I'm trying to think of anybody else off of that Utah roster who I would con- even consider. Uh-huh. Uh, would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Dante Exum. Maybe they try and do that. I don't know. That that's a possibility. Played um, on like twelve. I think he was somewhere in that ten to fifteen minute range. I I think every. I think he had, he only had nine points and in, in like one rebound. So he doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't kind of fill the statue like like no. Burke fills it out a little bit more than Exum. That's why I kind of sided with Burke there. But I would say everything's still on the table for Quinn Snyder. So maybe after Wednesday, maybe we do have some some new information, some yeah. new takes. But I think for now, I think Long that's story it. short, Cleveland, Toronto. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland Toronto, and Golden State, New Orleans are the two I'd really hammer yeah. and then pick away at the other two as yeah. need be. Uh, especially, you know, at the top, if you're looking at uh, for Houston, uh, James Harden, 
maybe Clint Capella if his price comes down, and at the very bottom, some good value options in that series. Yeah. I, I would still say this falls ahead of, slightly ahead of Boston Philly in terms of how I would rank where I'm grabbing players from for the most part if I have my druthers. You'd rank this ahead of Boston Philly? I still do. Just o- overall number of players who I think okay. I win. Uh, yeah. I think if, well, it depends if Brown's hurt. If Brown doesn't come back to like game three or game four, I would I would side the Boston series over this series. Yes, I guess I'm making the assumption. Because there's more that value, yeah. There's more value players soon. from Boston. But if Brown plays, you're right. I would say Utah, Houston, Utah third, and Boston Philly fourth. That's fair. That's very fair. Um, we might be back later in the week. Depends. Just let's see how things feel shake out. out. Yeah, feel it out. If it feels like there's uh, the need to kind of go over this, there's been some big changes either in how teams are playing and injury, somebody coming back. Then we'll look around maybe for a Thursday podcast uh, if need be. If not, good luck out there this week, folks. Enjoy the playoff basketball. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.